Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the show where a real statistics professor gives you sports betting tips. I'm your host, Professor Sides, and for the latest updates, information, and picks, you can follow me on Twitter, at Professor Sides. Today is Wednesday, June 8th, 2022, and this episode covers today's best Major League Baseball bets. I'll touch on the remaining games briefly at the end of the show in extra innings. In case you're new here, I built a mathematical model for win probability I've hitter and pitcher projections, and I analyze weather data in order to make one pick, one pick only for every game that's played Monday through Saturday. That doesn't mean that I recommend you do the same. I'm just giving you the information as to what I like the most and where my head is for each matchup. As you go through the plays, remember that there are no locks in gambling, so I'll give you our loves, likes, and leans to help you decide which picks you might want to play and how I recommend scaling wagers. With that in mind, please understand that good and bad variants will occur, so as much as I'd like to say will be profitable each and every day, that is an impossible reality for any gambler. Uh, frustrating end to last night. Um, could have been a fantastic day. Turned out to be a good day. Profitable for the day. Made back what we lost Monday. So overall, no complaints. Uh, Angels just can't figure it out. Blowing that lead and then losing it in extra innings. Um, Giants, we, we grabbed the Giants yesterday at minus 195. The model said low 200s. That line closed at minus 250. So if you looked at the closing line, you probably said there was a slight edge on the Rockies, which wouldn't be crazy at that number. And the Giants, uh, of course, blow that lead and lose. It's just a reminder, like I'm always telling y'all, you know, closing line value used to mean something 100%. It doesn't mean anything these days. Uh, we see it across every single sport. It does matter to shop around and get the best price of what's available. But that doesn't mean that when a line moves, it means anything. People ask me all the time, they say, you know, I'll get tweets and comments or whatever, and, and I love answering those. Y'all know that, but the last I'll say, you know, hey, the line moved. What do you think now? I don't think anything of a line movement unless it's injury related. That's obviously a different story. Or, you know, I'll talk about in the, in the case of the Angels, right? If if Trout's out or something, we'll actually talk about that later uh, in the show. You know, for the Nationals, maybe if Soto's out, that sort of thing. Uh, there's a handful of those type players, but there's not many for the most part. The line moves, it doesn't really bother me whatsoever because it, all that money on the Giants yesterday was all lost, right? And you just see it's 50-50. Sometimes that means, you know, that's the, the Giants win that game. And sometimes they don't. It kind of just is what it is. What matters is shopping around getting the best price of what's out there. Because if you're going to make a play on a side or on a total or whatever, um, and you could save that nickel, you could save that dime, whatever it may be, um, that can be really valuable. But if the line moves... It is what it is, right? You either got a good price or you, or you didn't. There's nothing you can do about it. I wouldn't stress about it one way or the other. And with that said, just as a reminder, make sure you have multiple sports books in your portfolio so you can shop around so you can save those nickels and dimes on games. I've got a couple of links in the show's description and on the website, www.pickswiththeprofessor.com slash sportsbook. Hit those up. Make sure uh, that you're getting the best price that's possible out there that can add up in the long run. And before we get to today's slate, a few reminders. Please hit that like button if you're on YouTube. Also, if you're yet, yeah, please consider subscribing or following. It's free and the only way, assuming you turn notifications on, to ensure you don't miss any of the college basketball, MLB, or college football content that this channel provides. Share with a friend if you know others in the game. Hit me up on Twitter or drop a comment if you're on YouTube. I love those and try to respond to as many as I can. Today, we've got two afternoon games. The first of which will be the Tigers at the Pirates. A wonky situation yesterday. The Tigers announced that they're going to go with a more bullpen type game and start Peralta and let Scooball go today because of the rain. 
delaying the start, not knowing what would happen there. And then all of a sudden, last minute, they're like, no, he's just he's going to pitch anyway. It works out for him as the Tigers get the win, but just a, a wonky situation there. I have not seen uh, many situations like that before. Thankfully, no rain today. A nice day in Pittsburgh. Mid-upper 70s, basically no wind. Um, fairly neutral on the run scoring environment there weather-wise. Maybe a slight hitter's park in Pittsburgh, but not by too much. Alex Fado versus Mitch Keller. Really a tale of two pitchers here. For the Tigers, Fado has had good results in his six games, but his underlying metrics are very league average, maybe a little bit worse. And based off previous seasons combining with this season's data, I project him to be fairly not good. Uh, versus Keller, who has very bad results this year, but his advanced metrics much closer to league average, doesn't project great, but projects better than Fado does, especially on a rate uh, stat basis. Um, obviously, you never know exactly who's going to go deeper into the game, but on a rate stat basis, Keller projects to be the better starting pitcher, even though you might not believe it based off their ERAs on this season alone. And it's kind of with that in mind why I'm going Pirates minus 109 and why it gets an A-grade pick from me. The model thinks Pirates one minus 119. And really, I think the Pirates have an edge here at the starting with the starting pitcher and their home. And that's what gets them to that 54. The model says 54.3%. Now, I have no delusions that the model can be that precise, right? Even within 1% would be incredibly precise. Uh, it, just, it spits out a number, right? So it says 54.3%. It gets that extra 1.3%, mostly from the fact that the Pirates have a tiny bit better of a pitcher than the Tigers because they get 3% for being at home. And I think that number makes a lot of sense, right around minus 120, because bullpen-wise, offense-wise, neither one is great. I don't trust I don't trust any of them. The Pirates rate out to have a slightly better bullpen and a worse offense. And I mean, I don't know. It's all It's all bad with these two teams. But the difference being, again, the Pirates a little bit better with the starting pitcher and being at home, minus 109 is really short. I think the Pirates make a lot of sense here. A great pick for me on the Pirates. You can also look first five, given that the Pirates have a little bit of that edge with the starting pitcher, in my opinion. And I think you're getting a lot of value on the fact that people are looking potentially at just their ERAs and saying that, that Fado is a better pitcher for the Tigers when I don't think that's the case. However, again, because the Pirates' bullpen projects to be a little bit better than the Tigers' bullpen, I don't really think there's any value entering into a market with extra juice. I like the dime line setup we get on the full games. I want to take advantage of that. I'd rather play in that market because it's going to keep us profitable more so in the long term rather than entering into a market with more juice like that first five market. So I'm sticking full game, minus 109, A grade pick for me on the Pirates. As the model thinks, it should be more like minus 120. Anything in the minus 110s, the low minus 110s probably still an A grade. As it gets to the high minus 110s, we're talking B grade. And the low minus 120 is still a B grade. And then really beyond that, it becomes a pass or a C grade pick if you're just looking for action on a day game. As I don't think you're getting much value once it gets too far above minus 120. Minus 109, I love that one. They're starting us off in Pittsburgh. 210 Eastern first pitch, Blue Jays at the Royals. Nice day there in Kansas City. No rain whatsoever, which is nice. Wind blowing about 10 miles an hour across to right field, so probably not going to boost hitters or pitchers. Mid-70s to start, upper 70s to close, so no complaints with the weather and going to be a relatively neutral environment there. Weather-wise, of course, Kansas City, again, if you're with us on YouTube, you see that park factor there. 
105 for Kauffman Stadium. They're going to be a uh, more hitter-friendly park in general. You say Kikuchi versus Brady Singer. Kikuchi's a pitcher who I just think is a little bit better than average. His results so far have been okay. I don't think he's quite that good, but I don't think he's that far from that 3-9 ERA. Project him to be more in the low fours. Uh, solid pitcher, nothing great. Um, versus Brady Singer, who, despite his 4.15 ERA, has really good advanced metrics. Um, projects out to be a pretty good pitcher. I like Singer. I think he's he's a solid pitcher here for the Royals. One of their lone bright spots. Their bullpen's awful. Their offense isn't very good. They've scored a combined number of runs equal to how many you and I have scored over these last two days against the Blue Jays. That would be zero, most likely. As the Blue Jays have outscored them 15 to zip in this stretch, the Blue Jays offense really getting going. They've scored at least six runs in nine of their last 10 games. But I went back and looked at who those pitchers were, and it wasn't exactly a daunting list. I, I, I'm not saying the Blue Jays offense isn't good. If you check out the sheet, their projection, I project them to be more than a full standard deviation above average. It's a good Blue Jays offense. Don't mishear what I'm saying. What I am saying is, They've gotten a ton of runs off of weaker pitchers, and Brady Singer isn't a weak pitcher. If the Royals were to throw out a weaker pitcher and or when it gets to the bullpen for the Royals, I think the Blue Jays will score. But you go back and you look, especially at the first five and full game splits for the Blue Jays in this run where they've scored a lot of their runs. When they faced decent pitchers, they've had like two runs at the five inning mark, and then they end up with eight. They're taking advantage of weaker bullpens. And then when they score early, it's on weaker starters. That doesn't mean they won't score today, right? Remember, there are no locks in gambling. I'm not going to make you any promises about anything that will happen other than I can promise you there will be some baseball played today, right? <laughs> other than that, there's there's no sure thing, right? But Singer is a better pitcher, and I don't think the Blue Jays offense is going to be able to score off of him that many runs early on. Now, again, when he gets to the bullpen, different story. Okay, And with that in mind, I'm going first five under four and a half, and I'm giving this an A grade. I can't play the side either way. I just don't think there's any value on it. The price is a little too high for the Blue Jays. If I had to, I'd take the Blue Jays just because the Royals aren't good. Price is a little too high for me on the Blue Jays. You know, not getting the value that we need for the Royals as much as I like Singer. And I'm not going full game total because, again, the, the Blue Jays could score six runs off the Royals' bullpen, and that would be pretty par for the course lately. But I think it's a lower scoring game early. Kikuchi's a solid pitcher. Again, not great, but a little better than average. And a little better than average is going to do pretty well against a weak Royals offense. I see this being, you know, a two to nothing Blue Jays lead after five. And then I don't really know what happens after that. And I won't have to care. We'll have our money. The fact that they're giving us the win at four is a gift. I think this total should be four. I think the Blue Jays offense is getting too much respect against a good pitcher like Singer especially considering the fact that I think all the runs are more likely to happen later rather than earlier. First five under four and a half odds are minus 110, a great pick for me in Kansas City. So the night games, not as many day games as usual on a Wednesday. 640 Eastern first pitch Diamondbacks at the Reds had some easy winners with the Reds here lately. Reds scored so many runs last night. Their bullpen, I, I, I think they pulled someone from the stands last night to finish that game off, uh, gives up eight runs in two innings and still wins pretty comfortably. Today, we've got some more rain in the area. Kind of just the way it's been there, I guess. 90% coverage early on in this game. That's dwindling later, so this one might be delayed a little bit. 
as these are the only two time the only time these two teams will play in Cincinnati. I'm assuming they're going to want to get this game in, and they're not going to want to wait on it. So if it's delayed, I assume it's just a late night game. Temperature wise, we're going to be in the mid 70s around scheduled first pitch start around 70 degrees as it closes, maybe upper 60s, depending on if we get delayed. No real wind. It'll be a little bit more in the start, a little more out to finish as that front moves through, but all at five miles an hour or under. So uh, nothing real concerning there. Merrill Kelly versus Mike Miner. Miner struggled in his first outing this season. Um, still projects to be around league average, maybe a little better. Kind of the same story for Kelly. Kelly's a pitcher who I've liked to back. I like to back him early in the season because I just don't think people realize that he was a good pitcher and they were treating him as if he was just a bum off the street. So that's not the case whatsoever. I kind of think the numbers mostly caught up to him. The value that we saw in Kelly earlier in the season just doesn't seem to be there these days. And so with that in mind, I'm on the Reds minus 111. It's only a B pick. The model thinks there's a slight edge here. The model says Reds minus 115. So we've basically lost most of our edge here at this number. I'm comfortable playing it as a B up into that minus 115 point. And the highest minus and the high minus one teens, you're either down to a C pick or it's a pass. Up above 120 is a situation where I don't want to play it. If this number drops and the money starts coming in on the Diamondbacks. I feel more comfortable with the Reds. At some point, it becomes an A play in the more minus 105 range. I trust Miner. I don't, again, I don't dislike Merrill Kelly. We've backed him a lot this year. I just don't think on the road that this Diamondbacks team is good enough uh, to be given the odds that they're given. Uh, the Reds' bullpen, again, I think a little better than the Diamondbacks' bullpen. Offense, maybe a tiny bit worse, but. They keep scoring, especially in that part. They, whatever they are doing is working. So I just kind of want to ride that train as long as possible. You can look at a Reds team total over. It's getting up to about five and a half, so it's a tougher ask, um, especially against a solid pitcher like Kelly. I'd rather just say I, I think that there's maybe a slight starting pitcher edge to the Reds. If nothing else, we're talking about it's even. Reds are at home. Um, they've been playing well. Minus 111 makes a lot of sense. Be great pick for me. Odds aren't quite there to get me to that a grade play 705 eastern first pitch cubs at the orioles keegan thompson had been looking so good and just completely blew up last night the whole club's pitching staff seemed to blow up last night as the orioles put up a ton of runs scored early and scored often tonight we will have Low 80-degree weather, upper 70-degree weather closing, but rain moving in the area later in the game. So definitely one we're going to want to keep an eye on the radar. No wind to speak of that's going to affect anything, and it will be really light anyway. Really just watching the rain in this one. Marcus Stroman versus Jordan Lyles. Lyles is a pitcher we've backed, and we've backed a lot of different ways this year. That's mostly worked out well. His ERA is 4.5. His advanced metrics are better than that. Doesn't project extremely well, but a pitcher who I think is um, not great by any stretch of the imagination, but one I'd like to back because uh, I've talked about this before. As an Astros fan, I've seen this guy pitch a lot over the years, and he has these stretches where he's decent, and he has stretches where he's abysmal. And for the most part this year, he's been priced like he was most of you know last year or so where he was very, very bad. But this year, he's solid. Not great, but again, we're going to get a little value on him because people don't realize that he's not a complete disaster. And like I said, I always like it when the advanced metrics on the pitcher are better than their ERA. 
that bodes well for backing him. Marcus Stroman is a similar story. Obviously, we know Stroman's not a bad pitcher. A 530 ERA. His advanced metrics, though, uh, much better than that, are sub-4 quality. And so, I again, Stroman's a pitcher that I have no worries about. I'm not – I don't care about his ERA whatsoever. Projects to still be a very good pitcher. He's, a, he's one I still have faith in. Model says Cubs minus 121. I'm seeing Orioles plus 121. I don't think it's crazy to back the Orioles. I just – as I'm always talking about, the Orioles still aren't a good team. That doesn't mean they're not going to win, right? They're just – they're still not good. And I feel like I want a little bit higher than plus 121 backing the Orioles against a pitcher like Stroman. Again, doesn't mean they won't win tonight. I just – I know the model says, mine, you know, plus 121 is the break-even point. But, I mean, I'm looking for Orioles more like plus 130. Then I think there's some value there. But I just – I want better odds to be excited about backing the Orioles. Instead, I'm going to go first five under four and a half. Odds are minus 105. This one gets an A grade for me. Like I said, I think Laos has been pretty decent. He can hold it together for five innings. He's held it together against some of the better offenses in the league. The Scubs offense isn't one of those. I don't trust this Orioles offense, despite how many runs they scored last night. I still don't think they're great. I don't trust the Orioles bullpen either. I don't want to mess with the full game total. I do like the Cubs bullpen. It's really just the Orioles bullpen that's keeping me away from this. I know they've pitched fairly well this season. I just am not a believer. Um, bullpens need a lot of data before we start having a real good feel for them. That doesn't mean with all the, you know, half the guys in the Orioles pen are guys we've never heard of before. It doesn't mean that they aren't decent. It just means they don't have the track record in the majors and in the upper levels of the minor leagues for us to think that they're going to be able to keep up what they've done. It doesn't mean they won't. It just means that's not what I believe will happen. And so because I don't project the Orioles' bullpen very well, I want to get out of this one after five innings. Also, with the chance of rain, this may become a game that is uh, you know, called after seven innings. It's always on the table with rain in the area. So at least this way we've got a better chance of getting our bet graded. If you believe in the Orioles' bullpen, then maybe you look full game under. I'm isolating first five under four and a half. Odds are minus 105, which is fantastic. A great pick for me. I think this number should be four. The fact that they're letting us get the win on four, I think, is a gift. In my opinion, you should take it. 17 Eastern first pitch, Rangers at the Guardians. Guardians got us the split yesterday. Of course, if you backed them in game two with a Pilkington ticket, that was no action. And as I made the comment, I didn't like them as much with McCarty, and McCarty gave up most all the runs that um, – they allowed offense didn't come through as much as I was hoping against Hearn in that second game. Uh, apparently they used up all their runs in game one, right? Uh, still got us the win in the first one though. Today, more rain in the area. Again, it's just, apparently this is Ohio's rainy season uh, more so potentially at the end of the game. Winds will be blowing in the whole night from right field at about 10 miles an hour. So that's going to help the pitchers out. It's going to be around 70 degrees to start in upper 60s to close. So temperature-wise, not going to be in effect really much one way or the other. Ball won't fly, that's for sure, um, if it's upper 60s. Um, but it's not going to be completely, uh, you know, a depressed run-scoring environment there. But the wind's blowing in from right field at 10 miles an hour. That's really going to help the pitchers. And it's two pitchers that I think are pretty solid. Dunning, advanced metrics better than his ERA. His ERA is kind of just league average, but his advanced metrics are more in the three-and-a-half range. Uh, projects to be a solid pitcher, nothing great, but above average. Shane Bieber, of course, is very good. Uh, as I mentioned before with him, 
maybe not Cy Young level good, but still a good pitcher, still one that you um, are happy to have at the top of your rotation. 312 ERA, his advanced metrics are right in line with that. The projection, not quite that good. Gets a little bit of a ding for the fact that he's only averaged six innings a start, and he's a pitcher who you want to go a little bit deeper than that, given how good his rate stats are. Model says Guardians minus 145. I'm staying away from the side on this one. Um, I just don't want to lay that big of a price. The Guardians probably win. I just don't want to lay that big of a price with them. It's just not one that I think is long-term profitable. And I'm not getting nearly good enough odds with the Rangers to back them. I'm going to go to the total market. I'm going to go another first five under four. A great pick for me. This one I think should be three and a half. We are having to lay a little bit of odds here at minus 120. It's an A grade pick because we have that push protection on four. If it drops to three and a half, that becomes a B pick for me. Hopefully you're able to at least get something like even money on that. Uh, four is a very possible outcome here. I don't think it gets to four. I think it stays under four. But again, you never really know what's going to happen. Having that little bit of insurance is always nice. Again, two pitchers that I think are pretty good. Uh, two offenses that are very average. A full game total seven and a half. I wouldn't mind under eight. I just don't like under seven and a half as much. I think under four in the first five is preferable to full game under seven and a half, especially given the fact that this could be a tight game, could have extra innings. And the bullpens, uh, both of them are right out below average. And both of them are definitely a drop down from the starting pitcher. So uh, go ahead and take advantage of the fact that the starting pitchers are the best pitchers in the game by a long shot uh, up until potentially the ninth inning and go first five under four odds are minus 120 but a great pick for me this really should be three and a half in my opinion 740 eastern first pitch yankees at the twins mid 70s to start mid 60s to close no rain winds blowing out to right field to start with at about 10 miles an hour but will die down as the game moves along. Something to note here, much more likely to have runs early than late based off of this weather. So just based off the weather alone, just based off how the ball is going to carry with that 10-degree differential from first pitch to last pitch, and the wind's blowing out more like 10 miles an hour to start the game with some gusts even higher than that versus basically no wind by the time the game ends. We're talking about a difference of you know 10 to 15 feet on a well-hit fly ball, especially to right field. Um, it doesn't mean there won't be runs late. It doesn't mean there will be runs early. It's just saying that the probability of runs solely based off the weather is a lot higher early rather than late. So keep that in mind, especially if you're looking into the first five market. Nestor Cortez versus Chris Archer. I don't know what there is to say about Cortez. He's been fantastic, continues to be fantastic. His projection continues to get better. There's nothing else to say other than every time I turn around, his projection is just keeps getting better. His advanced metrics are fantastic. I think the model is slow to adjust to him. It's slow to adjust in general because it doesn't want to overreact. That works well for eight out of 10 pitchers. It doesn't work well for everybody. Cortez is a pitcher that it needs to adjust faster on, but I, I can't, I'm not manually going in and changing that. Uh, but I, I think that he's just fantastically good and a pitcher you definitely want to back versus Chris Archer, who Okay results this year, ERA-wise, only averaging under four innings and outing. We'll turn it over to a very average Twins bullpen. His underlying metrics, though, not good. His projection, also not good. Huge starting pitcher mismatch here in favor of the Yankees. Of course, the Yankees have the better offense. Maybe a slightly better bullpen, but probably 
in the wash range. Model says Yankees minus 159. Minus 172 is just too steep on the money line. But I can't help but think that the Yankees are the way to go. I'm taking them, but I'm doing it on the run line. Odds are minus 104, so the odds are solid here. That's why it's a B-grade pick for me. Yesterday, I thought about Yankees' run line. I just hated the odds. I didn't think that situation warranted the minus 110 odds that we were seeing. I was thinking that it should be at least something with a plus in front of it, not a minus. Today in this situation, I think the odds are a little bit better. They're more palatable. Minus 104, I think, is pretty good value here on the run line for the Yankees. Obviously, we love them being the road team on the run line. That helps us out, ensuring that they will get that ninth at bat. It helps us in case it gets to extras. We always have the possibility of them scoring multiple runs. It's, it's not impossible, but hard for the home team to win by two if it gets to extras. A lot of ways this gets to the window. Minus 104, pretty good value on the Yankees' run line, in my opinion. B-grade pick for me. Can't get to an A because the model just doesn't like the odds that much. So in that regard, B-pick. If this does get to plus odds for some reason, I doubt it does, especially how good the Yankees have been, how profitable they've been. But if it were to get to plus odds, that gets it to an A-grade pick. Just not quite good enough odds for that in my book. 8-10 Eastern first pitch Phillies at the Brewers. Aaron Nola versus Adrian Hauser. Nola has been good this year. Advanced metrics are fantastic. Projects rate-wise to be one of the best pitchers in baseball. Gets a little bit of a ding because he's not able to go quite as deep as some of the elite starters. But just a fantastic projection with regards to uh, what he should do rate-wise. Difference with Nola he has some pretty extreme home road splits. In general, I don't read too much into that. We need a lot of data before that starts to mean anything. In general, all pitchers pitch better at home than on the road. Coors aside, right? Or maybe Reds pitchers aside. Um, Nola is one who just, he has enough data and quite a discrepancy between his home road numbers. A pitcher who I love backing and love taking unders with at home, but on the road, is more about a situational setup, in my opinion. Adrian Hauser for the Brewers. Pretty good results this year. Advanced metrics, not bad. Doesn't project well, but one who kind of has been outperforming his metrics. I don't really know what to make of him that much. It's kind of one of those things where I feel like you can start digging down the rabbit hole of Adrian Hauser, and you can kind of make yourself believe whatever you want depending on which way you get twisted around there. Um, not not an amazing pitcher. Not as good as that 350 ERA. The question you have to ask yourself, is he good? Which the advanced metrics this year would say, maybe at least almost good. The rate projection I have for him, however, is exactly league average. And again, he gets a little bit of a ding uh, because he's not one who's historically gone deeper. I'm not sure what to make of that. Too much here, especially with the quality of the Brewers bullpen. Last night, Hater blowing a save aside. Model says the Brewers should be a minus 106 favorite. Again, what that means, it's 51, basically 51.5%. What that means is you start off and you give the put the Brewers at 53% for the home field. It means that the Phillies are getting an extra 1.5%. And it's basically all because of NOLA. Uh, these two teams' offenses are awash. The two bullpens are awash. If anything you would say the Phillies' bullpen is worse than the Brewers' bullpen, but their offense is better. So, again, it's kind of just a wash when you isolate everything about the starting pitcher. Phillies' bullpen 
projects much better than they've been. I, I, of course, I just do want to acknowledge that they've been terrible. Um, I, I we'll see. We'll see as the season moves along. Do they actually get it right um, and start pitching better, or does that projection just get worse and worse as the season goes along? It's already starting to get worse. Of course, um, I don't know where the where the balance point there is. Um, of course, the other issue with the Phillies bullpen is they're more depth driven. They don't have the Devin Williams and the Josh Haders at the back end to really shut things down. Knable's their best reliever, um, and he was again shaky last night. So it's a situation there with their bullpen, which is projects okay, projects solid, but just hasn't done it. Again, maybe a slightly better offense than the Brewers. Again, all that rambling aside, to just say it's kind of a wash and you ignore the starting pitchers. I think the model's a little bit too generous here for the Brewers. 106 seems a little bit short. I probably would have said it's a it's a straight coin toss game. That I would have said Nola completely wipes out the home field advantage because even as shaky as Nola is on the road, I still think that puts him better than Hauser. But again, this is a very different situation than if this game was in Philadelphia. And even if it's a little bit generous to the Brewers, and even if this should be more like a pick em game, the Brewers at plus 121 is insanely good. Cannot pass this up. A great pick for me on the Brewers. I don't I don't understand this line whatsoever. I assume right now it's just people coming in with, hey, Aaron Nola's good money. But again, not as good on the road as he's at home. These two teams are relatively even. Plus 121 is just a gift. This is a coin toss game. A pick for me on the Brewers. Kind of reminds me of the White Sox game yesterday. Hopefully we can get a Brewers 4-0 winning in here tonight, just like the White Sox did for us. But just plus odds in a situation that doesn't really warrant it. Um, the road team just getting a little bit too much respect, in my opinion. So, a great pick for me on the Brewers, plus 121. Speaking of Dodgers-White Sox, tonight it'll be another chilly one in Chicago, mid-upper 50s for the entire game. Slight chance of rain, shouldn't affect things too much. Maybe a slight shower, you know, somewhere in there. Wind's blowing out to right field at 10 to 15 miles an hour. So something to keep an eye on there. Tony Gonsolin versus Johnny Cueto. Cueto's pitched really well in his four starts. Advanced metrics are pretty solid. Doesn't project well again based off his historical data. But so far this season, I don't think the 292 area is too much of a mirage. Gonsolin with a 159 ERA, definitely a mirage there. Almost any pitcher with a 159 is going to be a mirage. His advanced metrics, though, are very good. So I don't think it's something that is a situation where he's going to balloon out and you'll see him at a four ERA anytime soon. I just don't think he's going to be at a 1.6. Still very good advanced metrics. Projection continues to get better by the day for Gonsolin. A solid pitcher. Definitely an edge to the Dodgers with regards to the starting pitcher any way you slice it. Dodgers have the better offense, and the Dodgers have the better bullpen. Dodgers should win this game. Don't get me wrong, but I'm on the White Sox, plus 165. It's all about the price here. Model says Dodgers should be minus 143. You have to remember that they started off this game, if you put the exact same team on both sides, they started off this game at a 47% win probability, and, I'm, and, I, and the models kicked them up to 59%. That 12% jump is a lot. Again, we have to remember as much as we like to say this team is good, this pitcher is good, this offense is good, the best team, the absolute best teams lose one out of three games. So a 12% jump is a lot. And that's reflected in the fact that Gonsolin's a better pitcher than Cueto. Dodgers offense is better than the White Sox offense. The Dodgers bullpen is better than the White Sox bullpen. But 
it should only be a 12% jump, not a you know, 15, 16% jump like the odds indicate. Plus 165 is great value on the White Sox. Not to say, again, I, I think that the Dodgers are the more likely team to win. This is a value play in the long run. These are the types of plays that really pad the bankroll. If the White Sox win this, you know, 40, you know, low 40% of the time, this becomes a really profitable play for us. So plus 165 on the White Sox, be great pick for me on the south side of Chicago. In 9.30 Eastern, first pitch, Red Sox at the Angels. Nice night in Anaheim, low 70s to start, upper 60s to close. Winds blowing out to left field, 5 to 10 miles an hour. Nathan Evaldi versus Reed Detmers. Evaldi is a very good pitcher. Um, not much to say about him. I mean, his ERA is good. His advanced metrics, maybe not quite as good, but still good. Projection in between the two, still good. I mean, Evaldi is a pitcher I definitely like. Detmers, um, solid results this year. I don't think he's as good as those results. I think he's more of a high four ERA pitcher than a low four ERA pitcher. Not bad, just not good. Trout leaves the game last night. It sounds like he'll be fine. Everything that I saw as of before I hit the record button this morning, maybe by the time you're watching this, maybe you know more. Maybe this is different. I don't know. But by, from the sounds of it, he was taken out out of an abundance of caution. He said he'd left the box, didn't feel it, but then it he started feeling it later. So that bodes well, especially as someone I've had a leg injury before. And when it was bad, it was, I mean, I knew it right away. So the fact that he didn't feel it at all right then, and then felt it, I believe he said on the base paths says, obviously something was happening there, but it doesn't seem like it's a big deal. Will he play tonight? I have no idea. My hunch is he wants to play. My hunch is he really wants to play, especially given this 13 game losing streak. I'm treating it as if he's going to play. Obviously, Ward is still out for them, and that hurts. If he plays, assuming he plays, I think we've got a gift here on the Angels at plus 153. It's an A-grade pick for me. It's very similar to what I said here on this Dodgers-White Sox game. Red Sox are the better pitcher. Um, offense, they have the better offense uh, with Ward out. Uh, bullpens are a wash. But in Anaheim... These odds don't make any sense. The model says Red Sox should be a minus 122 favorite. Plus 153 is fantastic value. A pick for me. That's assuming Trout plays. If he doesn't, this number probably shifts in my model something like 20 points. I mean, he, he given, especially given the words out, I mean, it's a, that offense gets really thin. And all of a sudden now Evaldi just has to worry about Otani, really. And beyond that, it's nothing special for this Angels offense. So, you know, I'm locking in this value on the Angels. I'm assuming the Trout's going to play. That's a little bit of a gamble. If you wait on it and you find he is playing, this number is probably going to come down. You just have to figure out what sort of risk tolerance you want there. I'd be shocked if this number closes at plus 153 if Trout's in the lineup. Um, doesn't mean it will or won't. I'm just, that would just really surprise me. Um, my hunch is if he is announced playing, this number comes down. I think he plays. I'm locking in the plus 153. Even if he doesn't play, there's still a chance that the Angels win this game. And I don't think it's bad value because the number won't move. Make sure of, of, of all as you hear this. The number won't move so much without Trout from my model 
that I think that plus 153 is a bad investment on the Angels. It just doesn't become an amazing one. Um, it's a situation where even without Trout, I'd still play the Angels plus 153, but I wouldn't play it quite as confidently. So I'm playing it confidently thinking he plays. If he doesn't, we still got a chance to win. It's just obviously I like it a lot less. Y'all know, right? Trout's kind of good. So it's not, I'm not breaking any news there. So Angels plus 153, a great pick for me. I'm hoping Trout plays. Assuming he does, like I said, there's a ton of value on this number. If he doesn't, I still think we can win. I just don't like it as much. And that takes us to extra innings. Nationals at the Marlins. Josiah Gray is just very meh, a little bit below average. Alcantara is very good. He won't have a sub-2 RA, ERA all season, I don't believe. His advanced metrics are good, but not that good. Projects to be very good. You see it in the sheet, my ranking on him. I think Alcantara is a really good pitcher. I think Gray is just very meh. Um, Marlins are a better team than the Nationals. Um, that said, this number is absolutely stupid. Marlins minus 225 is absurd. Uh, the model thinks the Marlins should only be a minus 170 favorite. With that in mind, I've got the Nationals as a C-grade pick at plus 205. Again, it's not a situation that I think the Nationals win. I just think at that price, they win enough times to make this a valuable play. Minus 225 of the Marlins is absurd, as good as Alcantara is. I don't like the money. I don't like the run line because the same thing. The, the run line odds just do not align. There's just too many people betting on the Marlins. And the Nationals aren't good, but bad teams win all the time. And anything above plus 200 is just too good to pass up. Only a C grade pick because we're going to win two units on this. And if it hits anyway, and I don't want to be over invested, I don't want to be over invested backing Josiah Gray fading Sandy Alcantara. I mean, that's really all there is to it. So C grade pick for me, the Nats, plus 205. Uh, 640 Eastern first pitch Mariners at the Astros, Logan Gilbert versus Jose Urquidy. Almost a similar story why it's a lean. The model says Astros minus 137. I'll take the Astros minus 136 with a lean, just that one unit. Model says there's a tiny, tiny bit of value, so I'll back it with a tiny investment. Um, Jose Urquidy for the Astros versus Logan Gilbert for the Mariners. I don't want to be over-invested fading Gilbert. Gilbert's fantastic. I mean, no two ways around that. Uh, his advanced metrics, not as good as his 220 ERA, but still very good. Projects very good. I like Gilbert a lot. Arkini is just very meh, just a very average pitcher. Um, it, it's just a situation where the Astros have the better offense, they have the better bullpen, and they're at home. I think there's a little bit of an edge on the Astros, but I don't want to be over-invested. Just like I don't want to be over-invested fading Alcantara, I don't want to be over-invested fading Gilbert. I think they're the right side. I'm comfortable putting a unit on it, but I'm not comfortable putting more on it than that. 17 Eastern first pitch, Cardinals at the Rays. Packy Naughton versus Corey Kluber in this one. The model says Rays minus 154. There's no edge as of the time of this recording on either side. I think that minus 154 number is pretty solid. Um, so if you get anything better than that, I think take it on either side. But right now that's not available uh, for me. Kluber's a solid pitcher. Pitched better this year. Good advanced metrics. Better than he projects. Um, he's obviously had a very checkered history with injuries. Um, especially on the down part of his career age-wise. Done well this year. Packy Naughton probably going to go one inning, maybe two. Be surprised if he gets more than three. Um, a solid pitcher to start off with. Going to turn it over to a solid Cardinals bullpen. It's tough to score runs in that park, so I'm going to go back to what I did yesterday, which is under seven and a half. Only a lean. I don't really trust the Cardinals being able to get nine innings and holding down a, a decent raise offense. And I don't fully trust Kluber yet. He's done well this year, but the projections are great. Kind of a C-plus pick. 
that park is just hard to score runs in. Um, so I like the under seven and a half. I like the odds at minus 103. I just, I just couldn't quite get there. It's only a lean for me on that under. It's not one that I love given the pitching matchup for that one. Ace at the Braves. Some rain in Atlanta, something to keep an eye on there. We're going to start off in the low 80s, close in the upper 70s. Wins across to start, out to left field at 5 to 10 miles an hour to close. So maybe a slightly higher run scoring environment than you would think based off of the weather. Jared Koenig for the A's projects to be very bad. Ian Anderson for the Braves projects to be very average. Uh, model says Braves minus 215. That doesn't prevent an edge on either side. Can't lay it that with that higher price with the Braves. I just don't think that makes a lot of sense. And the A's just aren't good. So the odds just aren't enticing enough for me right now. I'll take the Braves on the run line. It's minus 117 odds, just a lean. Model doesn't really like the edge here. I don't either. Um, but with a higher run scoring environment tonight, I think the run line has a better chance of hitting than last night. I also think um, not a lot of this A's pitcher. I think the Braves can score some runs. So I think run line makes a lot of sense. Just one I'm not going to be over-invested in. Mets at the Padres. Chilly night in San Diego will be in the mid-60s. Slight breeze blowing out around five miles an hour. Chris Bassett versus Sean Manaya. Model says Padres minus 109. So there's no edge on either side as of right now. I think that 109 number makes a lot of sense. Uh, Mets are probably a little bit better of a team than the Padres. So the Padres don't get quite that full home home field edge. I think minus 109 is probably a pretty solid number. So if the number moves, you can play off of that if you want. I'm going under seven, only a lean. Uh, the Padres are just that park. It's like we talked about the humidor, maybe helping the West Coast parks out a little bit more. There have been more higher scoring games than usual. Last year, I would have just loved this under. Uh, but I'm just not overly confident. Especially the you know, first game of the series, we had know, like 19 runs or something. So just a lean for me on that under seven. In the last game of the day, Rockies and Giants, Antonio Sensatella versus Alex Wood. And I know you're going to be shocked, chilly night, San Francisco. Uh, Wood, I think, is much better than Zieri. I really like him, projects really well. I think Wood's a fantastic pitcher. He's not going to get you six or seven, most likely. He's probably only going to get you five. But I think he's a really good pitcher. Sensatella, not as bad as that ERA. It is actually okay. He's not he's not good, uh, but he's you know not terrible. His advanced metrics are better than his projection this year. So so far this year, the underlying metrics would put him at closer to league average than he actually is. Not a horrible pitcher, not a good one. Um, right now the model says Giants minus one ninety nine, so no edge on either side. I think again, I think it's a pretty solid number. I trust that number. Um, if you see a price that starts with a one for the Giants, I think take it. If you see a price in the 200s, especially in the 210s for the Rockies, I think take it. I think there's value. They can win. It's not one I think they do, but I think there's value on it. Instead, I'm going to go first five under four and a half for my lean there. Um, I think, like I said, I think Wood's good. I don't trust the Rockies bats on the road. I want to get out of this one after five because I really do not trust either bullpen. Rockies bullpen, every once in a while does okay, but in general, I just think they're very bad. So I don't want to be invested in anything that requires the Rockies bullpen to do anything of use. So first five under four and a half, my lean there. Only a lean because that ballpark has had just too many high-scoring games for me to really trust any under in San Francisco, which is a statement I can't believe I'm saying this year after all the years in the past. 
That's all I've got on the picks. Let me recap the A-grade plays here real quick. Starting off in the daytime, I've got Pirates minus 109 versus the Tigers. I've got Blue Jays and Royals, first five under four and a half. I've got the Cubs and the Orioles, first five, also under four and a half. Rangers, the Guardians, first five under four. I've got Phillies at the Brewers, Brewers plus 121. And I've got Red Sox at the Angels, Angels plus 153. And that wraps it up for me. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Picks with the Professor. A reminder, check out the Google Sheet for model picks, projections, and results. You can find that link and more at the website, www.pickswiththeprofessor.com. If you haven't done so yet, please click that subscribe button to ensure all the sports betting content we provide on this channel is dropped right into your feed. I will see you tomorrow. And until then, remember, you can eat your betting money, but please don't bet your eating money.